it should fly to some self. Music at a whole nother altitude. Ladies and gentlemen, walk in the peels. Welcome to the Kiki. Walk in the peels. A Kiki is a party for calming all your nerves, for spilling tea, and dishing just desserts where they are served. There's only three rules. No comps. Stop being poor. No requests. This isn't your mom's karaoke machine. And no condoms. This isn't the 80s. Get on prep and get in there. Uh, we're just kidding. Bring condoms if you must. Lock the doors. Lower the blinds. And let's have a kiki. Hey, girl. hey It's your boy, Xander Alexander. Welcome to the kiki. It's time to let your hair down, scratch your balls if you must, and go all the way through it. It's cool. You're amongst friends and family now. Coming out, also known as coming out of the closet, is a unique rite of passage that is quite literally forced upon the gay community. Straight people don't have to come out. They don't have to profess their sexuality to anyone. But we gays do for some reason. There are over 70 countries where homosexuality is still illegal or punishable by law. That's 70 reasons right there. This episode will take a deeper dive into coming out and why it's still a thing even now. Let's see who we're kikiing with today. We have David. Say hello, David. Hello, boys. Let's kiki. And we have Phil. Say hello, Phil. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? Awesome. So, um, I'm really excited to be here on our maiden voyage. I think it's really cool to be able to bring something like this to the gay community and the straight community and the allies and all of that so that they can learn more about our world, what we go through, how we live, how we breathe, how we eat. And, you know, they'll be a little bit more tolerable to hang around. Um, so I think it's a little apropos that we start out with uh, topic um, on coming out, coming out of the closet, because, you know, it is something that binds the entire LGBTQ community together, whether you end up coming out or not coming out. I mean, it's something that at some point we all either make the choice to do it or not to do it. And so it kind of binds us all together. So it's always interesting to hear, you know, how people come out or, or when, when they come out, you know, for example, I came out in high school um, so I was, I would say relatively young, but, um, you know, some people don't come out till later in life. When did you guys come out? You know, I'll start and I agree. I'm glad we're doing this just because as anyone who's gay, we all have our coming out stories. So I'll start with mine. Um, I'm originally from the Southwest and in my coming out story, I describe it more as being outed than anything. I was a freshman in high school. I think that's probably a peak for most gay people who have that urge to now come out. And I, you know, growing up, I learned that through my therapy was to keep a journal. And I have to tell you, my journal, I really try to model it after like Sebastian's journal in the movie Cruel Intentions. <laughs> so, it, so it had like, it. it had like all the pictures and the tea on everyone, but then it also had 
It's like the burn book from Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I want, I want the, I want the um, rosary from Cruel Intentions. Yeah, that was a good. I thought I was the only person who wanted that. I know. I was like, bitch, I want that. That's cute. I mean, except without the cocaine problem. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I mean, (laughs) that's a cute little carrying case. Exactly. (laughs) You know, when we when we think about that movie, Cruel Intentions, I actually think probably every gay boy, one, wanted that rosary and two, was obsessed with Ryan Phillippe after that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But um, but my the journal I kept was very much, you know, I try to, you know, be descriptive and describe all the boys I had crushes on. And if I was out. So I hid it very well in my room. And again, I would go to that place to just journal for therapy. Um, I wasn't out to anyone, but, you know, one day my mother was, I'm going to do air quotes, deep cleaning my room. Looking and she, for drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. And, you know, that's something she would not have found. But what she did find was my journal. And um, it was tough because we had to have a family sit down and have that conversation uh, my family's Latino, we're Catholic, and it was not a good conversation. And to be completely honest with you, that was freshman year, so long ago, and we haven't talked about it again since. So to my family, it was more of an outing. What about you boys? So you came out in high school? Yeah, it was you high said, school. Okay, high school, gotcha. Wait, Xander, did you keep a journal when you were in high school? Um, when I was in high school, no, I didn't. Um, in hindsight, I wish I would have, but I had, I felt like I had too many secrets to put in a journal and it was so commonplace to hear, like, for example, parents finding their kid's journal because they're looking for drugs. And when they look for drugs, they, they know where they had their drugs and they know where they had their stuff. So like the kids aren't any slicker these days. So I, exactly. I had too much to put in there. I couldn't, I, I was never a journal. I always had it in my head um though so my head journal i mean i was too afraid to keep a journal i didn't want anyone to read it Mm -hmm. because i always i for the same reason i was always afraid that someone would find it and they would see it Mm -hmm. but i was never afraid to write so the first time i actually came out was well it kind of came out in stages but the first time was actually my freshman year as well there was a boy in my art class that I had a huge crush on. And I actually wrote him a four page letter telling okay, him Aaliyah. how I felt. Did you see yes. like this? <laughs> I did. I did actually. <laughs> and I had a teddy bear that I named after him. I probably should not have said that, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that, and he was the first person I came out to. Oh, cool. And, it was, I have to admit, it was actually quite amazing. He, his response was really good. So it made me feel better about the act of coming out. However, not all of the experiences in coming out were great. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and coming out stories are always different because they're always so different and they're under different circumstances and they're, you know, in different situations. And for me, like I said, I came out when I was 16 um, and I was outed. Um, well, actually, technically, I came out to my best friend, um, who was a girl, a, a straight girl, but she came out as bi to me at the same time. So it was a double whammy, but she's my best friend. Everyone thought we were dating and blah, 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 blah. But then I was dating this guy, Andrew, 
uh, or Michael, sorry. And then I left him for his younger brother, Andrew, and all hell broke loose. And Michael basically outed me to the entire Facebook staff and the Facebook staff were like all the popular kids because everybody wanted to do this, that, and the other thing on the Facebook. And you had to know somebody on staff and blah, blah, blah. So the, it the just, Facebook staff. Yeah. The, so like when they, and, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a class that was designed just for Facebook. You mean but, or not Facebook um, yearbook. I don't know why I'm saying Facebook. <laughs> Because it, it was to me, it was like social like media an analog is ruining Facebook. us all. I know. Right. So the yearbook. So he gave it to the yearbook class, and that got around to everybody. And next thing you know, I'm out of the closet. Oh wait, I'm not. I don't want to gloss over the fact that you just said that you slept with one guy, and then you left him for his brother. Yeah, I mean, he was a senior, and his brother was a freshman, and I was a sophomore, and so I was closer in age to his brother. He was hotter, and um kind of just you know move up keep on keeping on and then they had a younger brother who was a year younger and i was like okay no that's too young um but <laughs> so he was even keeping cuter. it all in the family <laughs> i know right and they were they were um they were mormon as well so our jehovah's witness oh. sorry not mormon jehovah's witness so uh, they're, that's better yeah so they're <laughs> right their mother almost had a heart attack when she found out all three of them were gay Wait, wow. three children? Yeah. Which is, I mean, they say it's not very, it's not that uncommon if one is gay that the other is too. Um, but three is a lot. And they that weren't is. like triplets or anything. And it's it's quite interesting because they had they had such interesting relationships with their mother because they all hated her. So, yeah. Um, and did you ever feel like so we know when we came out, but like, what about when you knew that you were gay? Because I wasn't one of those gays who was dancing around in his mom's heels and putting her makeup on. Um, I was more of like playing sports, doing my academics and being like a goody little two shoes um, in the honor society, that whole thing. Um, so I didn't have time to even think about being gay when I was younger. Um, I had girlfriends first and you know, even lost my virginity to a girl. So, as um, did I. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's like I knew when I basically knew when I lost my virginity to a girl that I was gay. I was like, yeah, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I I did not lose my virginity to a girl, um, and I knew from a very young age that I was gay. And I, when I say young age, I say like five or six years old. I just knew I was different. And I knew that I liked boys mm -hmm. and I was in a small town growing up um, at the local daycare at six years old. And my childhood best friend who is near and dear to my heart, but we're not as close today as we were, you know, early on in our life um, had walked in to the play area that I was in. And I was in the like playhouse where there's the play kitchen and the play dishes. And he'd asked, and this is his memory, because uh, I don't remember anything at age six. He asked, can I play with you? And his, he said my response was, sure, just grab some heels out of that fake closet over there and let's play house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And from there, we just knew we were different. We knew that we each were the same. We both liked boys, that it was wrong, and we couldn't tell anyone. 
Mm. And having him in my life growing up too, even to the moment where my mother found my journal and I had to have that difficult conversation, having someone else gay and that close to me in my life was saving to my grace. Because, you know, most of the time, I think younger gay people would feel isolated and alone in that sense. And we never did. Plus, his family was very open and accepting. So when I was with him and his family, I was truly myself. I have to admit, it is such a blessing for those who have families that are accepting of them. Agreed. Especially as you're, you know, discovering this about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, re- I mean, all the signs were there, of course, that I was gay. I mean, I was definitely that child who wanted to dance around and wear heels. And I mean, I didn't play the makeup, but I had no problem with, you know, putting on my Pointer Sisters album and just going to town. Didn't really... <laughs> recognize it until I was about 12 I would say maybe 12 or 13 and I had gotten into watching the Power Rangers after school you know this is around the time that the Power Rangers made their debut and you know they're on TV and I realized while I'm watching it oh my god I really care about one of the Rangers and I really cared what happened to the Rangers particularly the Red Ranger Jason He was my favorite, and I started putting the pieces together because I realized that I had an attraction to this boy, and I didn't really know. I mean, well, I mean, I think at the time he was on the Power Rangers, he was probably almost 30, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I had such strong feelings for him. I realized that that's when I was different. Yeah. And that I didn't want the same thing that all the other boys wanted. Because even when he was talking, you know, to a girl on the show, like, I didn't care about her. And I actually wanted him to be away from her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But, you know. The Power Rangers are so classic. But if I remember correctly, wasn't the red Power Ranger, like, in the show, dating the pink Power Ranger, Kimberly? Yeah. He he was. He was. And I kind of had a problem with that. So, so did I. Because I, like I didn't like her. I don't like wow. her you guys are just jealous because she had the red Power Ranger. I love. She's my favorite. I love I mean, her. She's like I didn't like Power Rangers. Like I wasn't a Power Rangers kid though. I thought it was dumb um, <laughs> because I was an engineer, and I'm like, that is not how those things get built. Like, and it would it would not be able to do that in five seconds. And that car couldn't bend backwards like that. Like I was so mad at it, but. Um, So the other thing that I think is a big thing about coming out is who you come out to or who you choose to come out to first, because for a lot of people, there can be a struggle and being like, all right, who will accept me or who will not cast me aside or who will, you know, be happy that it's me, but you never know because you just at that age, you don't talk about things that complex yet. So they could completely flip out on you and never talk to you again, or be like, okay, you know, whatever. And people think that nowadays it's so accepting, but it there are still coming out stories all across the world that are awful. I mean, oh, it's still illegal. Mar- um, homosexuality is still illegal in 71 countries. So, you it know, 71 countries, too many. Yeah. And so, like, who you come out to can be a, a matter of life or death. Um, 
I happened to come out to my mother first. Well, my mother's who, who I, my first real coming out to. Um, we were on our way back from the Garden of the Gods in Colorado because I had just won the speech tournament and I was really excited and it was just me and her. And I had just told my best friend the day before. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll tell her. And I started crying. She was going to pull the car over and I'm like, no, I just need a pen and paper. She gives me the pen and paper and I write on it, I'm gay and give it to her. There's a silence. And then she says, I'm happy for you to be whoever you want to be. And then started crying and started laughing. And then we started talking about boys uh, the whole way home. And then she said, you know, and as far as your father goes, it's up to you when you want to tell him. I'm not going to tell him anything. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you, you know, I definitely um, want to talk about, you know, the fact that the power of the pen is amazing because I realize all of our stories on how we each have come out, you know, at least in our first coming out to someone, they all involved writing of some sort. And it's really yeah. a great medium to, you know, you know, share those thoughts even with yourself because the first person you have to come out to is yourself. Yeah, that's You're true. Right. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody uh, can else? Can I get an amen? A amen. 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 So, you know, to your point exactly, Philip, it was your letter to your crush. It was my journal. And then it was your note to yeah. your mom, Xander. So yeah. that, that pen and paper is powerful. And the first person I came out to was my dear sister, is my dear sister, Tracy. She's still in my life. I love her so much because for one, she's one of the most compassionate people that I know. And I knew that growing up that I had comfort in her. So I, I told her, like, I just feel differently. And, you know, my best friend and I are feel the same way. And we know, like, I ended up moving around, moving away from my small town. So I didn't have him right there anymore, like, um, just via phone call. But she said, write down your feelings. I know what you're trying to tell me because I didn't come out and say I'm gay to her. She said, I, I know what you're trying to say. And I, you know, when you write it down, it's going to feel so much better for you. And when you're ready to talk about it, I'll always be here. But, you know, growing up with her, who's older, and then I always round, you know, my friend crowd in high school was older straight women, like maybe two grades higher than me. Mm -hmm. So we would always be out. We would always be having fun. And there was one specific night we were having a great time at this, you know, house party. And I was like, I think I want to tell them. And she's like, get your girls. Let's go to the backyard. We huddled in a circle. My sister said, David needs to tell you guys something. And my two friends looked at me like, what? What's going on? I'm like, girls, I'm gay. And they were like, David, we knew. <laughs> so, so oh. and then it's like, let's go do shots. So, you know, from that perspective, it is stages. Philip, you said that earlier, where the first coming out may have not been the most ideal it was with our parents it was with mine that was tough it was with someone else and then the next time it's friends and then this time it felt better because now i could be myself around the group of people i spent most of my oh, time absolutely with. after you know yeah. and coming out to him you know i don't even think i grasped in the moment how high risk that was because i had no way of knowing if he was gay or straight you know, I wrote this letter, it's, you know, it's on paper, you know, it could have been shared with anyone. And the way that he approached it, and he handled it, 
it just made me feel so much more empowered that I was ready to come out to my friends, which is exactly the next step I took. I came out to my friends and it was interesting because I came out to them using a book from the library um, that was essentially about, you know, gay sex and the male anatomy because I didn't know anything about gay sex at the time. So, but, you know, they had the same response. They were like, oh, well, we kind of already knew that we were just waiting for you to figure that out. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things, too, that's for me, like, on a scale of one to ten, how difficult it was for me to come out, I'd probably say an 11. Um, It was one of the single most difficult things I've done in my life because I was absolutely petrified because what was deep down inside of me, there was nothing I could do to change what it was. It wasn't like a religion or like, for example, you know, if I don't go to church, I don't go to church. Um, And at a certain point we were given the option on whether we wanted to go to church still or not. And um, I chose not to because I hated church. Catholic church is so boring. Um, but, well, in my opinion, <laughs> I st- um, I don't want anyone to get mad at me for it, but it's just my opinion. It's okay. Um, it's and the, so the difficulty is, I would say it was out of 11 because um, I was already, you know, touching on all the different boxes. Like I wasn't black enough to be with the black kids. I wasn't light enough to be with the white kids. I didn't fit in any of the circles, but I was part of all of the circles. And I felt that if I came out, everybody would know because everybody knew me. And I pictured a very Carrie moment where, you know, they're all going to laugh at you type of thing. And so, but, you know, thankfully that bandaid was ripped off and they're just like, okay, cool. And then I joined the theater and it was like, yeah, he's definitely gay. Um, And then I joined the tennis team and the forensics team and national honor society. And so pretty soon I was just like, you know, like just as popular as ever, even though I was gay. So I was very fortunate to have both my parents and my friends receive me well, because another big thing is how did your friends receive you or, and how did your parents receive you? Because some parents are, can be downright awful and you've got kids on the street. Some parents mm-hmm. can be great and accepting. Some parents can pretend and wipe it under the rug. And there's, you know, I was lucky to be received with open arms um, by everyone um, because I was one of the like quote unquote pillars of society. Sure. And, you know, that was, so that was a great experience once I did it. But until I did it, it was like everything I achieved, everything I did was under the guise of a straight person. So competing in sports and, things like that. Like I was straight and it was really hard. It took a toll on me that I don't wish on anybody. I wish you could just come out as soon as you want to and not even have to think twice I mean, about it. It's so comforting to know that your mother was supportive and, you know, willing to listen and to hear you and, you know, to be there because, you know, for me, when I finally came out at home, it was such an awful experience. My mother had unfortunately passed away I was 11 so I didn't have her to tell and there were times that I wish I could have but you know when I finally told my father and my stepmother they were you know extremely you know abusive you know and they told me to leave their home 
And I ended up homeless and living on the street. I spent almost an entire year mm -hmm. on the street as a teenager. I dropped out of high school and I had nowhere to go. And it was incredibly difficult to learn that, you know, being this person that I didn't choose, but that is a part of, you know, the core of who I am is so despised that, you know, my, even my family who I'm supposed to be able to rely on doesn't want me to be a part of their unit. They don't want me to be around. It was very painful, but that was actually, you know, you know, one of the proudest moments of my life, you know, I survived that and I escaped it, you know, to be able to come out and not, you know, have, you know, HIV and not have, you know, you know, an addiction to drugs or be an alcoholic, you know, and to become successful meant everything because I did not want that to be my life, but I wasn't going to reject my queerness because if that's who I am, then I was going to embrace that. And that is who I was going to be. That's powerful. Yeah, it is. And, you know, speaking of which it's like, you know, there's so much that, when you look back on your life, where at whatever point you're at, whether you're out of the closet or in the closet, but especially if you're out of the closet, you know, you look back on your life in that moment when you came out and it's like, if you could say to yourself anything at all, what would it be? Oh, that is a tough one. You know, for me, and as you know, cliche as this may sound, because we do hear in the gay community a lot that it gets better, but it truly does oh, get better. And, you know, to Philip's point with, you know, coming out being a struggle for you and your family. And for my own story, it was a struggle for me as well. When my mother read my journal, she booked me the first appointment with a conversion therapist. Conversion therapy? Really? A, a conversion therapist. I only went to one appointment and it was a time where I wasn't driving because I started driving sophomore year really young, but she had to drive me and I was so scared. And I went into that appointment with this older gentleman who was sitting across from me. I didn't say a single word in that whole appointment um, and tried to tell me what I was feeling was not was wrong and that I need to change it if I want to have a successful, healthy life. Um, I never went back to the next appointment. I only went to one. When it was time to go back the following week, I actually didn't even show up from, you know, show up at home after school that day, just to purposely skip it. But we all have our own stories. And the point I'm trying to make is because it gets better. So telling myself in that appointment, telling myself throughout high school that it gets better. And being this person who is openly gay out of the closet, I have found that there's so much more self-love when you come out to your friends and family than the self-love you would have if you, if you Absolutely. were in the closet. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate that you went through that. I mean, no one should ever be subjected to conversion therapy ever. No one should yeah. think that there's yeah. anything wrong with them just because they are, exactly. they are gay. They identify as queer in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, conversion therapy should be Absolutely. outlawed. Agreed. Um, and like, if you do it, then like you go to jail. So that's what I, that's, that's part of the Pink Panther agenda. Um, the Pink Panther agenda is basically like, it's not Democrats, it's not Republicans, it's not the KKK, but it's not the Black Panthers. 
it's the Pink Panthers because I don't know. We're That's queer. We, and we we're here. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. Um, what about you, Phil? What advice would you give? You know, there's there's so many things I wish I could say, but if there's anything that I would have wanted to have known then, then I would definitely have said, you know, not to be afraid because one, it's going to be hard. We already know that. And two, who gives a shit if it's hard? Because why? Because this is you and your life. You are responsible for your happiness. If this is your life to live, you live it to the 100% absolute fullest. And that you should mm-hmm. celebrate it. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should have a coming out party and everyone should throw one. If you haven't had one, you should do that. Why? Because you need to celebrate you because you are absolutely amazing exactly as you are, regardless of what anyone else around you tells you. And if anyone had told me that then, my life would have been so much different, but I have that wisdom now mm-hmm. and I hope to God that it makes a difference for someone else. That's yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I definitely believe in the in the party part because I'm all about going oh, to I'm a, all a nice a party, party. And coming out coming out party right. I'm like coming out parties nowadays. I'm like I would be like, hey, it'd be like a full on circuit party. Um, that'd be a fierce coming out party. That would throw some straight people oh, through, through a loop. Um, but yeah, and so you know, I for me, it's. I would say it's a little it's a little bittersweet because I would tell myself that you know what like so I came out when I was 16 and my parents died or sorry I came out when I was 16 and my parents died when I was 16 oh, no, back wow. in May 11th to 2000 so it'll be 20 years and 4 days uh, in four days, it'll be the 20 year anniversary. So I was lucky enough to come out to them beforehand. Mm-hmm. And thankfully I did, because I don't think I could have ever lived with myself if I had gone on without having told them and them not, not having known. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there's, there's so much knowledge that I've gained and like, there's so much joy that has been brought to my life by being able to be who I am, to live my truth, my authentic self and my best life all at the same time, just because I'm out and I'm proud and I'm, and I understand the true meaning of pride and being with a pride, like a pride of lions, like you're with other like-minded people. There's a community out there for everyone. And so, yeah, Okay, so maybe it doesn't get better for everyone, but for just about everyone, it gets better because that one girl, she got banged and it's not cute. But um, for most people, it does get better. And the one thing you get to look forward to is, you know, once you are able to get over the hurdle, come out and live your true self, you see the world through rainbow colored glasses and you start to understand things a lot quicker from your viewpoint. You start to formulate your standpoint. And I would tell myself that it's going to be hard every step of the way because you're so different in so many ways. And gay is just another, another checkbox on there to add, but you're going to get through it and you're going to come out on the other side as fierce 
and fabulous as you ever thought you could have been absolutely. and then so absolutely mm-hmm. now i have a question because i'm wondering you know hindsight you know we always rely on the fact that you know we think that if only we had known then if you could go back would you still come out the way that you did yes and i would have owned it i would have owned that journal and kept it because I know today it would be so hilarious <laughs> to read. And, and honestly, knowing that I have been able to, I left my house at the clock of midnight when I turned 18 and I never looked back and I still have a relationship with my parents. I love them dearly, but I have been on my own since 18. So knowing that I would have owned it in that moment. And then also to your point, you know, just taking pride in who I, am and who I was when I was in high school with my friends. It did. I came out to them. I was open, but coming out sooner would have been better just because it's a lot more fun being your true authentic self. And this community is fun. When you, when you find that tribe, it's fun. What about you? You know, I honestly, I have to say the same thing. You know, I would have done it earlier but i definitely would have owned it more you know there was a lot of fear involved then and you know definitely knowing what i know now i would have gone into it so very unafraid just because if i'm going to be myself i'm going to be myself and Mm -hmm. then that is the one thing i would have changed i would have made sure that when i came out that they knew that I was going to be this person and they were going to accept it or mm-hmm. not. And if they didn't, who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. And I would have kept exactly. it moving and I would have been just fine. I mean, I know it sounds terrible to be homeless and living on the street, but if I, one thing about it, I have to admit, you know, it was an abusive home, you know, being queer and growing up in the South. And I mean, there was a lot of layers and a happening mother that was the best part about it because once i left once that door closed behind me and granted i'm 15 at the time i'm only 15 once that door closed behind me my life started on its upswing and things started to get so much better after that awesome so i'll um go ahead and wrap things up and say that um i would come out um the exact same way um i think that the invaluable years that I spent in the closet ultimately built me into a stronger person. And I got my resiliency um, while in the closet. Cause I think the longer oh, you stay yeah. in the closet, the harder it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got my resiliency and learning life as a straight person, I walked in their shoes. So I know what it's like to be them. I know the types of things they go through and the angst and this and that and the, what they go in there through in their relationships versus gay relationships. So it's like, I'm so happy that I got that experience and got to know it, or, you know, maybe had a podcast like this to tell me about it. Um, Because the more, you know, the better off. And the, it's one of those things where knowledge is power and information is key. The more, you know, the better off you are and the more informed of a decision you can make based on all the variables. So, um, So yeah, so this has been your Kiki, guys. Welcome to your first Kiki, and we will catch you next time. It's been real. It's been cute. But has it been real cute? XOXO, you know you love us. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Well, this Kiki was marvelous. Thank you all for joining. We're so glad you could make it. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook as at the Kiki Show NYC. Or shoot us an email at thekikishownyc at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this Kiki as much as we did. Stay tuned for the next Kiki and invite some friends. We are always down for groups. So, unlock the doors, raise the blinds, and tell them hoes to go home. This Kiki is over.